0: welcome back to another episode of Up in Flames. I am your host, but more importantly, your advocate, Abby Bolt. Now, today's episode is brought to us by you because Up in Flames is powered by its tribe and its listeners. Now, check out the show notes because guess what? We have merch happening. Right now, it's Her Brotherhood merch. It's going to be growing and growing. But if you want to support this, there are some uh, links on there for Patreon uh, merchandise, shirts, sweatshirts, cups, and even PayPal if you just want to donate and help make this all possible. Now today we are talking to Sheena Amble. She's like a total badass, you guys. She's so fun to talk to. She's a paramedic and former firefighter for the uh, city of Rockford, Illinois. Now, you're going to find out why she's former. Maybe one of the posts that I shared recently where she was finding all those pornos laid out everywhere. Or maybe it's where you know, just go ahead and listen because there's so many moments where it was like, what the hell? She is a strong gal. She was never afraid to speak up. She had so many successful years. And then she ran into a group of folks that, well, they just didn't have the pride in the department and want to, you know, I guess be their best professional selves. And she brought that forward to try to improve it. And the department just, they didn't know how to handle it and they didn't handle it. Right. And she's still in the middle of it with them, but I'm so proud of her for speaking out like this. She has started a page called My 46 Page Resignation. And you guys got to follow that because she's doing a bunch of clips on there that just show you some of the pieces that are like, damn. So, without any further ado, please let me introduce you to Miss Sheena Amble. Hello, this is Abby. Yes. Haha. <laughs> so, Yay. We're just going to roll into it, sister. So tell me, okay, give me the spiel. Who you are? What's your name? Where are you from? What the hell are you doing? Right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. So Sheena Amble and I was on Rockford Fire Department, city of Rockford, town and uh, city in Illinois. And I was there since uh, I got hired on in 2004. So it's been a while, almost 15 years I completed. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So long story short, I had a fantastic career in the beginning. Um, I loved Rockford Fire, loved everything I did, looked forward to going to work. Um, it was it was a great job. It was my dream job, and I totally stumbled on it, um, stumbled into it on accident, and it was simple as a, um, I was home from college on, on uh, winter break, and I saw some firefighters working out the gym, and I was like, oh, huh, that looks way cooler than what I'm going to school for. I think I want to do that. Like, I'm going to, I think I'm going to do this. I'm not going to go back to college. Like, I'm going to take some time off. I'm going to check into this. Nice. Um, and that feels like it was like yesterday, right? We're not
0: saying, though, that like firefighters are a bunch of college dropouts or anything.
1: <laughs> uh-uh. No, because my story was shared, like, there, there was a plan. There was, I just didn't know the plan at the time because I was like, it was a thought. It was a mere thought, and I was like, I'm going to check into this. I think this is good. Um, and so I started doing a little research, things weren't as easily accessible as they are now. Um, so you kind of had to go on your, you know, your, your home computer and hunt and peck your way through to find some things. Um, it was before September 11th also. So a lot of colleges didn't have tons of programs in public safety. I felt my two options were either a tech college or going out to Maryland to get a four year degree. Um, and that wasn't, uh, that wasn't in, in the cards. So the tech college, I kind of focused in on that, made some calls the next day. I said, hey, I think I want to be a firefighter. Um, I'd like to, you know, I'd like to kind of see what it entails. So um, it was a female that I spoke with there, and she said, all right, this is our program. I'll send you some info. I would recommend you, um, if you have a local volunteer department, I jump into that. And I'm um, just to see if you like it. We have a summer fire academy that you can take. Um, I would recommend that, see if you like it. And I was like, this sounds great. I can kind of, like a job shadow, I can go and do the job a little bit and see if I like it. And went home and I told my mom, I said, I'm not going to go back to school. Um, I'm going to take some time off. I'm going to do this fire academy in the summer. They have a two-year program that I can, uh, I can join in on. And um, I, I think this is going to be good. Just trust me. So that's like my 18
0: year old self telling my mother just to trust me. I'm dropping out of college. And I'm <laughs> right. like,
1: I hope I have that faith in my At children. At least when but they you get didn't married. say you were
0: going to join a band. At least you know. Right. Was...
1: <laughs> I don't know if like that, a whole rock star life or running into burning buildings would be more scary for a parent.
0: <laughs> right. True. <laughs> true. So,
1: right. Um, but I did the uh, the Fire Academy and I didn't look back. I, I never looked back. It was, this was what I was supposed to do. This is fantastic. This is an absolutely um, I was blessed with a fantastic volunteer department that I joined. That was my hometown, um, and they were so supportive and so encouraging. And it was—it was like it was genuinely another family. It was an extension of a family. Um, did a two-year college uh, associate's degree? I got my associate's degree in fire science. That was a fantastic. I was able to work still full-time um, and go to school, so that it it worked well. So I was excited.
0: Um, yeah, it sounds like a really around. great path.
1: Yeah, um, but I was lucky. I mean, like I said, I was 18, 19, and to be able to come into that and be like, yeah, that's what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Yeah, You know, not a lot of people have that, uh, you know, have that. And so I was thankful, and I was, you know, really grateful for that. But I still had to find a way to get paid for that job, right? So you had all over, you apply all over, and um, Rockford was the first place that um, offered me a position, and I snagged it up. Uh, Rockford is a fantastic place to be a firefighter. Um, that your call volume was high, it, you know, there was, uh, 11 fire stations. There was, it was a good place to be a firefighter. So I was, I was really looking forward to it. Um, crime is high there. Um, the diversity, uh, amongst the city is high. <laughs> How is, is often lot, are people so. like,
0: it was a really great place. Crime was high. Everything was burning down. It was, <laughs> was awesome. Like, it's
1: going to be a good place to be a firefighter. Like there was all these reinforced bars on all the storefronts, uh, you know, on a top, <laughs> I drove down, I drove down into, uh, I, I was actually working in Cherry Valley, which is a suburb. And, um, I was like, I'm going to go find their main street and just kind of drive around every, you know, city has a main street. That's kind of, well, their main street was, um, was, yeah, was quite opening for me. There was a lot of, you know, condemned buildings. There was a lot of the reinforced bars. And yeah. I remember I was on the phone with my mom and I'm like, mom, this is going to be a fantastic place to be a firefighter. And she's like, oh my gosh roll your window up and turn around and go the other way. And I was like, this is going to be awesome. Um, And so, yeah, so needless to say, um, I was very excited and very happy to be there. And that was in 2004 when they, uh, when I got the call, did the fire Academy. I had a, a really good career. I had some fantastic crews that I worked with. I learned tons. Um, and it was it was great. I mean, looking back on my career, I'm really grateful for the experience that I had overall. I mean, there was it was trying, it was stressful, it wasn't easy, but it was totally doable. And I really loved. I loved serving the community. I loved being a part of the community. And it was it was great um, until the last five months of my career, and that's kind of when things changed. And it was supposed to be an exciting time. How it works is uh, you. You get hired on Rockford, and you become a firefighter. So they focus your first couple years on firefighting, basic firefighting skills, all that stuff, you know, throw you into that. And then within five years, you have to become a paramedic. So all the firefighters there are paramedics. They put you through the training. So I did that. Um, And then you go in, you ride. uh, We do 24-hour shifts, so 12 on the ambulance, 12 on a a fire truck. And then we rotate days and nights. And that's kind of how your schedule works. Um, and then your ambulance time is typically like, uh, minimal, like five years and people, you can choose to stay longer. You can, you know, you can put in to get off earlier, but those aren't granted as often. And I had done my, um, I did five years and, um, it was my time. I was up on the list and it was my time to get off the ambulance and put in my letter saying, yep, um, looking forward to the next chapter. And um that was a transfer out of the ambulance company to just the fire suppression company. And so um that was uh 2019 is when that transfer uh went into effect. So January 2019 is when I got my new station assignment. And um super exciting time, right? You're done with the ambulance, you're hoping to get
0: maybe a little more yeah. sleep.
1: Well, and you have um, by the
0: way, you were you I you're describing this brilliantly. I love how you're going through Thank the whole you. because it really helps understand the progression because all different, all departments are different, but going through the requirement of the medic and the ambulance time and all that. So I really appreciate how you're explaining all this. Thank you for being so descriptive.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think people, you know, it's a different, it's a different world to people. They don't understand, um, they don't live it. So it's, you go to work and you're a firefighter, right? Well, there's a lot more to it. Um, so yeah, so um, that transfer came. Like I said, it was supposed to be an exciting time. You're done with the ambulance, uh, um, and it's uh, it, it's it's an exciting part of your career. You can focus. It's it's easier to promote. It's easier to test. It's easier. You know, it's it's a stepping stone to kind of uh, wrapping up your career or kind of finishing on a different level. You're just trying to survive through the ambulance years, right? Like <laughs> right. You were you're just doing your job. Yeah. You're sleep deprived. You are. You know. You're getting your tail kicked, and. Um, So there's, there's light at the end of the tunnel though, when you get off the ambulance. So I was, um, so I was assigned to a station, uh, or transferred to a station over on the east side. And, uh, it was just a single engine company. Uh, there was, uh, five of us assigned, um, to to this engine company. Two of them had already, or three of them had already been there. Two of us were new. So, um, But I was exciting. So I, I, very excited. I didn't expect what was, what was going to, what was going to happen. And I came into the station and my first day, eh, you know, just kind of a a little awkwardness. Um, But, you know, I'm an optimistic person. So I was like, oh, this is just kind of awkward. But um, first day, one of the firefighters was like, oh, why don't you show me how to do it? And I was like, whoa, what? Like, it was just that tone that kind of like okay. Um, all right. Well, I hear you. I hear what you're saying, but okay, I'll try it. I'm not, that's not my responsibility, but I will, you know, I'm thinking this in my head, but I'll try it. I'll try it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna have to learn someday. Um, and so it's just little things like that. Right. So just little, what I would probably call like personality conflict, right. Just this is the guy who talks about everybody who's constantly talking about people behind their back. I'm being told he's talking about me behind my back. Like
0: now let me, so you're going into what is your, when you go from the ambulance and you get transferred over like that, like what's your rank? You're at the firefighter rank. So
1: we're a firefighter. We're
0: a firefighter. Okay.
1: You go from, um, we have a a position. We actually got rid of it, but it was the title, a second driver. You spend a lot of time driving on an ambulance company. Like I drove a lot. Uh, my last year on the Amos Company because it's a seniority thing, right? So coming in, there's an officer, there's a driver, essentially a second driver, but that's like an unofficial. He just has more seniority than the two people below him, right? And then it's just whoever, uh, whoever has more seniority. If the driver's not there, then that person drives.
0: Okay. And then this person that, this firefighter that was like, why don't you show me how to do that? And what, what's his rank? How long has he been around?
1: He's a, he's a firefighter. He had about a year on, uh, one year longer than I did.
0: Okay. Gotcha. So so you rolled in and then, so you're the new, you're the newbie at the station basically. So you're. I'm the new girl there. You might have to put up with with some typical, yeah. So even being the new guy there, you might've had to put up with some typical little station hazing but yeah you're the you're the first chick they've had in a while, so it's kind of a different level
1: i yeah and you know I guess I had my blinders on to that stuff, and it was never a an issue um it was never really an issue, so you know you go to a new station, everybody's kind of feeling each other out, but they're respectful they're nice right they're not well, and you're not there a rookie to... you've been
0: in the department for almost fifteen years. it's not like right. you just got out of the right. academy
1: uh-huh right exactly there's a time and a place and um and, and I get it. Um, but that was, it was weird. It was different. I wasn't, I was kind of, you know, like I said, I kind of sat back a bit, like, from it, I'm like, all right, let's, let's, we can do this. That's fine. And, um, yeah, so between, like, um, there was the, us three firefighters, our driver and an officer. And between the three firefighters, I think there was maybe, you know, a, a year or two in between us as far as, you know, it's around similar. We're over 10 years um so yeah so comparable right. and yeah so just so it kind started of it felt little, off
0: the first day and so you roll forward yes,
1: absolutely the tone was set, and I was like okay all right well you know you shake it off you just kind of whatever you don't think anything of it you just carry on and then all this you know this constantly talking about people constantly you know talking about your chief saying he's, you know a moron like and I'm like, this guy, like, who, does this guy ever go a day without talking about anybody else? <laughs> like, nope. you know, so uh, I just I reached out to my, my captain at the end of January. I said, Cap, I said, you got to help me. I said, these guys, and complaining about going on calls and like, it was just next level. I was like. It's like overall Whoa. toxic,
0: it sounds like.
1: Right. All right. Like, right. And so I called my cat and I said, Cap, I said, you got to help me. I said, I don't know how to handle these guys. I said, this is different. And then I reached out to a couple of friends and then the kind of consensus was they're just jerks. They've always been like that. I don't know why they should have been, you know, they never should have been stationed together. Whoever put them together, that's, you know, and these are the things that I'm being told. I know nothing about them, right? I don't know them. And, um, I'm like, but what I'm seeing I know is wrong, right? We don't behave like that. That's no, not especially how we treat, with the department you know?
0: and your ethics, and it's just not what you stand for. So you were, you Ooh. felt all these red flags going up, but just did not yeah. hold the values that you'd been taught.
1: Right. And we've worked with jerks. Like, there's jerks all over. There's girl jerks. There's boy jerks. There's equal opportunity jerks. I get it. But I had never been in the situation to really feel like, whoa, this is a lot. Like, um, too much. So reached out. Uh, reached out to a couple people, and that was kind of um, the the first step. And we, you know, Kent says, "You know, well, I thought you guys were friends. I wasn't sure, like these jacks, you know, these low blows kind of things. Like I thought you guys were friends." And I'm like, "Uh, no, nope. no, nope, not friends. <laughs> no. <laughs> just nope, tolerating. Not, those are my friends." And, right. Um,
0: well, it's a class so you don't just- even want to be in. You don't want to be in that club.
1: No, and I, we, that was the big thing too, is I didn't want to be that crew, right, we don't want to be that crew that it's like, oh, there's drama going on there, what's up, like, I hear there's a lot of, you know, a lot of crazy stuff going on, what's going on at station, you know, what's going on there, and um, so, we just kind of, uh, we we were working through it, right, we're just gonna, we're just going to keep moving forward, and, um, you know, every once in a while, i be like, gosh, you guys, like, and I just chose to avoid it. I chose to avoid it, and I would address my officer, right? That was that was my approach. Every once in a while, be, like one time, I do, they had said something to me, and I was like, and one of the guys wasn't even there the day before, so I knew that they were talking about, I don't even remember what it was, but they were talking about something, and one of the guys wasn't even there, and they had made another jab, and I was like, you weren't even here last day. I was like, you guys are jerks. Like, why are you talking about everybody behind their back? And um, it was just uh, one thing after another, right?
0: So, and the fact that you spoke up, toward I mean, that immediately puts you on the outside of the circle, right? It's like, oh, right. damn, she's going to call us out. And now, okay, she's clearly not part of the club. So you're, like, probably target number one at that point.
1: And I think, like, you know, they tell you this. Like, I, I feel like they tell you this if you have brothers or if you're on a team. Like, if they sense, like, a weakness or if they sense something bothers you, they're going to poke you harder, right? Right. Like you've, They're like velociraptors. Heard that Yeah. And I think maybe that's, that's where it started. Um, and it was that subtle, like trying to throw me under the bus stuff. Right. So like in front of a chief, like, Oh, Hey, you know, have you seen this? Like, Oh, it's been on the truck for three days here. Why don't you, you know, why don't you show me how to load it? Why don't you show me how it's, you know? And I was like,
0: It's so hard to describe that stuff, too, like what you're talking about. I know exactly what you mean, and it's those are the things that are really hard to put, like to explain to a chief or a captain and be like, you know, you feel petty and silly, and unless you're in it living it, it's really hard to describe that type of behavior you're talking about.
1: Right. Well, I feel like a lot of us have heard that tone. It's a certain tone that people take when they are that person, right? And you can tell this isn't an educational opportunity. You're not trying to educate me. You're trying to belittle me and see you know, see what I know.
0: And he make so, you look like a fool.
1: Right. If, if I didn't know, I never felt like a fool because I knew right. it, but it was like, you know, I.
0: You're constantly I having to prove even, yourself.
1: Right. And I was like, yeah, we are not far apart on, you know, years on the job and, and station assignments. And so it was, um, it was just kind of, you know, I just felt like I just kept shaking my head. And I remember coming home to tell my husband, I was like, these guys are jerks. I was like, I this is not fun. <laughs> I was like, this is yeah. this is hard. Uh, you know, the complaining on going on calls, like kind of mocking a patient. There was one, you know, me. I was walking with a patient, and I like waved the guy over to come and help me. Like, we're walking over snowbanks. Like, come help me. And I was like, hey, why didn't you come help me? He's like, I'm not touching that fat slob. And I was like, what?
0: Oh my hey, gosh. Oh,
1: what? No.
0: Oh, my god. This is
1: how things kind of, this is kind of how things unfold as far as, um, like, I heard that. I didn't just make that up. I heard that. He said that. Right. And it was mind-blowing to me. But then you'll hear, like, in the investigation, how it works is, well, I said it happened. He says it doesn't happen. Were there any witnesses? Right. I don't know. These were the people there. I don't know if they heard it or what. But, uh, okay, well, then it didn't happen. And it's yeah. like, well, that's, I mean, okay, but, I, I mean, I'm not making this up.
0: No, and you're right there. That example of a, either a medic or a firefighter making fun of a patient—we, you are serving your tax base. You are protecting and serving the public right there. Like that, it's just absolutely unacceptable. You know, and there may be, right. you know, it's one thing to you. You're there. You needed assistance. He completely shunned you, but he also shunned and made fun of and put down the public that they were serving. So there's so many layers there, and there's no reason for you the to just make it The people that pay our
1: checks, like, this is what we do. We, we, right. serve, we serve the community. These are the people that work here to help. And so what happens is me and this patient, we're, you know, trying to walk, we slip, and we both fall down. And that's when I told, I told my officer, I said, I can't do this. I said, it's one thing to be a jerk, but it's one thing to be a jerk to the point where people are getting hurt.
0: Yeah, imagine that lawsuit. Yeah. On the flip side, if somebody gets hurt and dies, like I'm talking about the patient, and then they find out that a firefighter said, "I'm not touching that fat slob," like, right? Oh my gosh, that's crazy! Yeah. And you're trying to, you are what you're doing by sticking up is and speaking out about it, and trying to get these guys to knock it off, is you're protecting the department from themselves. So it's, well, but that yeah, guy, absolutely, yeah, exactly.
1: It's, um, you know, and then I would tell them, I'm like, these guys are just like jerks. Everyone's like, that's just how they are. They're just jerks. Yeah. They've always been jerks. And I'm like, why has this been allowed? Acceptable. Like, why yeah. Why know these people are jerks? First of all, nobody forewarned me. Um, and secondly, like, bro, this is, this is a lot. Like I've, I've always really, I mean, my crew, I came from, like I was with them for five years. We were great. Like everybody treated the patients with respect. Like it was, you know, it was really like jaw dropping for me to see this type of behavior. Um, and you know, so we just kept, I, I kept telling my officer and I, you know, it's, it's not my job to put these guys in their place. It's not right. my job. Right. I know that. And I, you know, I just kept telling my officer and he would, you know, I'll handle it. I'll take care of it. Um, and we, it just kept escalating. So things, it just kept escalating. Right? Um, and where are we so that's february so pretty much we're through february and you know we only work 10 shifts a month right so it's 10 24 hour shifts on average throwing some vacation time throwing time off you know you're eight you're eight shifts with these people so i'm not a lot of shifts in with these guys right but i know what they're doing is wrong i know how they're behaving it's wrong and the bigger issues came uh starting in march is when Um, I walked into work one day and this was after all these little low blows of just kind of just big jerks, just being big jerks, continuously being big jerks. You know, I walk into a room, they all walk out like, okay, fine. Um, and then, um, I'm, I'm, I know I'm going to have to speak up about, you know, speak up harder if these guys don't stop this stuff. So I come into work. I continuously came in and tried to have a positive attitude. I was in the process of trying to grow um, a youth girls' uh, fire camp. So I had orchestrated and organized this camp. Um, start 20, um, 2017 was my the first camp, and 2018 was the second camp, and it was so welcomed and so um, supported. It was a fantastic community um, uh, com- community. What do I want to call it? Community? Uh, help me here. What? <laughs> yeah. A way, for, a way for community, community members to get involved. And, yeah. Yeah, and for and to encourage young girls to join the fire service, right? Because there's a need, and I and I saw that, and a lot of um, people around the nation are starting these youth girls fire camps. And I was like, that is fantastic. Like this is absolutely, this is great. I want you know I want to be a part of this. So um i put in tons of time tons of effort to organize it and every single camper that we had the first year came back the second year Wow! so that to me was like wow these kids they want to know about this they want to learn about this and there's a need and there's a want and so that was my And you were contributing the
0: passion for it and that's really great like they were lucky the department was lucky to have somebody that cared about it that much
1: Like, genuinely, like, this was, yes, I I love it. This was my shining star during, like, these crappy two months, right? I was like, I'm going to just keep building this camp. The fire department had to remove themselves from it because the financial, um, they couldn't, it couldn't cost them. Um, They couldn't spend the money on it, right? Right. um, I said, no, I thank them for their, you know, contributions. I thank them for their ability to to create this, you know, to help, you know, help fund the camp and. Um, But I knew I had to go elsewhere to look for funding, right? I wasn't getting an answer from the chief who I kept continuously trying to reach out to. So finally I had to just say, you know what, thank you, but I'm going to have to move elsewhere. I would send him email after email and he just wasn't getting back to me. And I have, um, I have other people that are in admin that are like, why isn't the chief getting back to you? I don't know, but I have to move on. Like this camp would would start in like June or July or August. It'd be a summer camp. So I'm like, I have to move on. I can't sit around and wait. Um, so I basically politely said, you know, thank you. I appreciate it. The You know, the community appreciates it. Uh, we're going to, if you want to continue with this program, I will happily um, give whoever takes it over all of my info. I'm going to go and grow uh, Northern Illinois Girls Fire Camp because there was a need. There was a community the outskirts weren't able to come to the, the Rockford one, right? Right. And so you were doing this on your own community.
0: volunteering accord.
1: This was yeah, there was no extra incentive for this. There was no extra pay. There was no no, this was just this was just an addition like I saw the need and the desire for people to want to be a part of it. They um they also did a boys, a youth boys fire camp. I gave them all my info and they uh replicated the girls camp but for younger boys too which was fantastic. I'm all for introducing young children into, into these professional careers so they can see what they can be, whether it's women or men or boys and girls. I think seeing that you can be this is, is important, but I wasn't the one to spearhead the boys camp, right? Like I want to stand in front of these young girls and say, come do this. This is a great job. This is a great career. Yeah. And we need, and we need women in this. So, um, so that was my shining star during these crappy months, right? I'm holding on to that. I'm still trying to grow this, um, reaching out, reaching out, not getting much. So then I finally separated myself um, from from the department and I said, I'm going to grow it to a Northern Illinois. I still inquire and said, hey, Rockford Fire, thank you for what you did, but would you like to be the Northern Illinois Girls uh, Fire Camp host location? Because we have a, a great training uh, academy that was fantastic for the camp. So... Um, never got a response, never got a response. All right. So this just comes into play because this was one of the reasons why I ended up leaving. Um, and I'll kind of go into that maybe at the end. Um, but, so that was my shining, shining light through these dark times. Okay. So I come into work one day and, um, you know, my face is Photoshopped on an image and I was like, you know, I was like, you guys are jerks. Like, don't, this is, so they had put your, somebody
0: put your face on a picture of what?
1: my face on a picture of a dollar bill. Right? Yeah. So just being, just being jerks. And I was like, you know what? I don't know you guys. This isn't funny. I don't know what this means. I don't know what your intentions are with it, but I know it's not good intentions. Right?
0: Yeah. There's one thing for screwing around with stuff like that when things are going well and you're grab assing with people you're getting along with, but doing it like that when there's already all that tension, you know, it's not there's for tension. Good.
1: You know, it's deliberate. You know, that you have ulterior motives, what they are. I don't know because I, um, I, I, I can't speak for people. So that's, that was an issue too. And so, um, that day, and, and the bigger issue was that I took it down. I told my officer and he just kind of, again, everybody kind of minimizes stuff in the fire station. Cause you just don't want it to be a big thing. Um, And he had said some, you know, man, this is, it's like high school. It's like they like you. And I was like, no, it's not like,
0: no, 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 no. And even if it was, no, God, I hate it when they just demean it that way.
1: And so, um, so, well, the big thing was, is the next day, so I took it down. I didn't say anything other than to my officer. I, I come back the next day and guess what? It's back up. I was like, God, you guys are jerks. Like, stop it. So finally, I text, you know, I texted each shift. I said, hey, I don't know who's doing this, but tell them it needs to stop. I picked, you know, one guy from each shift, you know, tell them it needs to stop. This isn't cool. Mind you, we back up to that first day when it was up, and um, we are, we're heavy, right? So we're heavy. Usually we have four people on our trucks. Uh, That day we had five, so... Um, it was me and these two guys in the back. Okay. So mind you, I tune them out now. I just flip that switch to tune them out, not contribute, not even try and engage. It's just that awkward, uncomfortable like Yeah sandwich. Because I'm in the middle of them and all of a sudden can I say swear words on this? On yep. I mean not swear words. Yeah. I mean it's okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're <laughs> real here. Oh, no, we we're talking there real.
1: Is there, is there a sensor button? Um <laughs>
0: if I it was bad enough, I'll go back and fix it, but go for it.
1: Right? Um and so we're sitting in the back of the engine. All of a sudden, I hear one of the guys say, uh, "You know, so and so at all. We always tell me to suck his dick. So I finally told you know what? I was going to suck your dick, and uh, I'll suck your dick so good that you want me to do it again." And I was what? like, "What? Like what? what? Did I just have like I'm I'm processing this right? So I'm right. sitting there, and I'm like, did I? and it happened so fast where you're like, and the other guy times and he's like, yeah, he's like, what if you like sucking dick? Well. You know, sucks. So what? <laughs> and I was like, "Holy crap, that just happened." Rockford's like, finest, right? I was like, "Come on, you guys!" Like, no, that just that totally just happened. Uh. happened. And um, I mean, I, I started shaking. Right? I was so I was shaking my hand. I was sh- I was like, "Oh God!" Shaking crap. Like, out of being mad or like, I think mad scared, worried. I think I just knew that when, that was something. next level. Yeah. I knew that was next level and I knew this changes things. This changes things a lot. Yeah. Right. Um, because that's totally inappropriate. It's not it's totally like it's not
0: 2019, 2020. It's not like we don't train their asses on this 24 seven. Right? Like it's, those are right. basic screw ups. Like that. There's some stuff where it's like, Oh, sorry. I do not even know that was but, no, that's, like, that's black and white, you guys.
1: Like, how do you not, right? That's what, that was what was mind-blowing for me is, like, how did you ever think that that conversation around me would be
0: okay? Don't you like, love it why? when you find yourself, you feel like you're in the middle of one of those really lame training scenario videos, you know? Right. And you <laughs> see this <laughs> like, stuff so happen, exactly. and you're like, oh, that's yeah. so dumb. They just do that for the video. Right. And it's like, uh, no, right. it's real.
1: Right. Like, this, they need to make a video out of this so people know that this is inappropriate. You can't do this. Don't do this. Right and um, so they knew I was bothered. They knew I was stressed and like so. This comes in and it's like, oh boy, all right. And there's a there's a bonus side note to all this is that one of the guys is related to the fire chief. Related to like, I don't. I'm not going to say his specific. um, Right, because a whole other. You know, I thought about this and and sharing the story. Like, I don't want to ruin lives. Unfortunately, the chief is is going to be talked about because he's the chief it's his department so people will know right but as far as the other two guys like i don't need to specifically say their names sure. i not i want this to change life not ruin life
0: yeah it's not about the who really it's about right yeah.
1: but it's just that nepotism that's in the fire service right it's right there it's prevalent and it's a factor right. it's a def, and now it's a factor in this because it's i'm going to speak up against the chief family right Ugh.
0: Right. Uh, <laughs> right. So
1: I am um, so you know just keep this weight just keeps getting heavier and heavier and I'm like man this is
0: but it this still is not makes right right and wrong wrong right. and that's the hard part mm-hmm. that a lot of people can't grasp
1: right. yeah and that was my mantra during all this like I had a couple like there's a, but it's like I can't be wrong doing the right thing I cannot be wrong doing the right thing and this right. is the right thing I know what they are doing is wrong so speaking up is the right thing but it was really hard yeah it was. And I couldn't sleep. I didn't, I didn't tell him I, we got off the truck and this had all happened. Um, and I'm nauseous, right? I'm just nauseous. Cause I'm like, why? Wow, why? Like, come on. <laughs> um, and I didn't, I didn't tell my officer yet because I, I didn't know how to right? because I knew it was wrong, but I was like, oh boy. Okay. So, um, but then I couldn't sleep. So I was like, I'll call him in the morning when we're all not here because the walls are thin. You can hear conversations like I'm. I, maybe right here isn't the place
0: yeah
1: and so I um but I couldn't sleep I couldn't I was just like oh gosh you know googling like is having sexual conversations around is this sexual harassment what just happened like is
0: this you're questioning everything and yeah yeah
1: what does the future look like if people have you know these conversations after you know like you're googling all this stuff like what's life look like after this? yeah um and so I can't sleep. So I wake up in the morning. And, and what's I sad though officer. is every
0: Google inquiry that you made probably had a thousand answers wrapped around it because right. every dumb question well, that you feel like went you're
1: level. And I was yeah. like, wow, there is a lot of this in the fire service. Yikes.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. Sorry. So anyway.
1: So that, that was, yeah. So that was like scary. So, um, so I couldn't sleep. I woke, uh, you know, I went, I walked into my officer's room in the, in the morning and I was like, this just happened yesterday. He was like, what? I said, no joke, no lie, this happened. And he's like, okay, right? So he's trying to process it and internalize it. He's like, oh, shit, now i got to do something. Right. Like, now this is next. Like, yeah, this is not okay. Um, and I remember him saying, he's like, well, he's like, are you ready? Because you're going to have to have big shoulders for this. And I was like, ugh,
0: yeah." Why do no, you have I'm to have gonna... the big shoulders? You know, it's like, right. Right. I don't want, no, I don't want to be in the middle of this. I don't
1: want this to be our station issues. Like, no.
0: And so. He's the one that needed big shoulders to just go squash it. But it's funny that they immediately go, you know, this is really going to suck for you. Right. Wow. Um, Thanks.
1: And and my officer, he wanted to educate these guys, right? So he believed in education rather than just discipline. So, you know, and I was like, you're the officer. I'm along for the ride. If you think that's going to work, let's. Whatever. Yeah. Um, and it's a lot less so to edu- <laughs> right? <laughs> right? So we're he's gonna we're gonna educate these guys, right? So we're going and, and I have no idea how this is gonna happen. So he goes, you know, next day we'll have a meeting. We're gonna talk about goals, and he goes, and then I'll spend some, um, you know, we'll talk about harassment versus station banter and that kind of stuff, right? I was like, okay, whatever. Like right there, I was like. I don't know if I agree with this. Like if I was, you know, you always do that. If I was an officer, what would I do? I think there are certain times where lines, distinct, hard lines need to be drawn. And when it comes to that stuff, that's when those lines need to be drawn early on and and, and, and hard, right? Like, no, right. this is not okay. Um, but it wasn't. And, and I wonder, and I was, I still I'm like, what if it had been? would it have ended differently? Right. Um, but like I said, I think, I think he had good intentions, but um, so I think it was like next day or, or a couple of days we come back, we're going to have this meeting, right? The this, this station meeting. Now, mind you, only one of the guys that had the conversation was there and we started talking about, you know, goals and department goals, individual goals, uh, station goals. And, um, kind of just doing. I don't know. Mind you, this isn't scripted. I have no idea how this is going to work, right? And we get, uh, we catch a run. and so We go on the run. So I asked one of the guys, I was like, so what do you think of this? Like, he's like, I don't know. He's like, all sudden, we were talking about goals. Now we're talking about fluffy stuff. Like, I don't know. This is like too much. This is like fluffy, <laughs> fluffy you know? I, stuff. Fluffy stuff.
0: I always call it petting the bunny. Like, all right, we got yeah, go pet the
1: right? bunny. <laughs> yeah. <don't> yeah. <laughs> right. And, uh, so then we come back and so you know you can just imagine this guy he just you know he's he's uh what do you want to call it, edgy he's you know just that yeah well, I don't even know but he's he's just present right he makes the presence uh and um so we get back and then Captain starts talking about let's touch on harassment and station banter right and so, like, give an example of station banter and harassment. And so it's like, hey, oh, well, station banter happens between when there's, you know, trust and you respect each other and you know you got each other's back. And, um, and so we kind of go into that. And then it's, uh, well, let's talk about harassment. What's, what's, give me some examples of harassment, he says. And I was like, oh, is this my time? This, pick me, a, pick me. My, right, this is, oh gosh, okay, all right, we're going to learn going gonna. Since learn we just happened right?
0: to be talking about this today, what a coincidence. Right, well,
1: let's just, yeah. So all of a sudden, so I raised my hand, and I was like, well, would this be an example of harassment? And I say, there's two guys in the back of an engine and a female firefighter, and they start having a conversation about sucking dick. Oh. And this guy's demeanor completely changed, completely instantly i'm so sorry i'm really oh man like oh boy like yes yeah, no that i am very sorry i, I you know the guy who did it goes, the guy who said it one of the guys yeah one of the guys that were in the, the one that showed up right? yeah. only one of them was there the other one wasn't there right. at this meeting
0: which and, i think it should have been held off till they both were that was a huge mistake absolutely
1: but, yeah right um and so it was, oh, boy, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. You know, I haven't worked around a woman in a long time. And I was like, what? I was like, you guys, this stuff needs to stop. We don't want to be known as this station or that station. Like, and I don't want you to have to go home and tell your wife you're, you talk like that. Well, this. and
0: it can't be just because there's a woman around. Like, how about you just clean no, your what? act up anyway?
1: You don't talk about that stuff. Like, I don't care what context it was. What You just don't talk about that stuff. We're professionals. like come on. Um, and so we kind of left it at that and, and we closed out that meeting or whatever. And, and the consensus was, Hey, don't tell the other guy, uh, we're going to oh, have okay. a separate meeting the next day with him. Right? Yes. You giggle. Cause you know, exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. They screwed you, so the you know right They started away with as well
1: Yeah. They're texting and it's instant. Like, um, and mind you, my driver during all this is very supportive and very encouraging and sees all this wrong, and, um, you know, he, he spoke up as well. He spoke up. You know, there's those guys that, that sit back and watch, and then there's the guys that say, you guys, this is wrong. Like, don't do this. Um, and so we're, um, we're we, we closed out. We moved on. We're, next day, next day we're going to meet with the other guy, right? Well, then the next day I get shipped out, uh, me and the driver. We both get shipped out. Okay, uh, so this is, um, so when we get shipped out, sometimes you have to go to different stations. Okay, so different stations to do a, a different assignment. Maybe somebody called them sick, maybe they're yeah, short. Was this a coincidence maybe.
0: or this was like legit, just happened to happen? Well,
1: right. So my, um, my, what do I want to call it? Maybe my, my optimism was like, no, this is just once. Okay, uh, maybe somebody, yep, somebody's sick. Okay. um, But him and I were both got shipped out. So, okay. Next day. So this means this meeting is just linger. This is just lingering right now. Right? So he knows this conversation happened. We're not able to address it. And I'm, it's frustrating because I want this done. I want, I want these lines drawn. I want to move, pa- I want to move past this. I don't want to deal with this anymore. This is stressful. Right. Um, so then the next day um, I'm shipped out and the driver is, He's sick that day, so he's not at the station as well, right? So now we're on day two. And then we go into to day three, right? So this is now three, six. This is nine days later. Me and the driver are shipped out again. And finally, we call our officer, and it's me and my driver, and he's like, this is totally retaliation. And he yeah, used that kidding. big word, and I was like, ooh, you just <laughs> had a big word. Like, <laughs> that's a big, scary word. Like, you know, ah! <gasps> Those are <Right>. big words. <laughs> it's like... I don't, oh, because I know that just that again just speaks that like that shuts everything volumes.
0: down. There's people calling attorneys. Yeah. There's like, yeah, do 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 yeah,
1: right, and then and that's what, um, and that's what you know our captain said. He goes, well, if if you guys think that, then we're gonna have to take this.
0: Oh, now now we'll downtown. take it seriously. Yeah, okay.
1: And so I was like, oh boy, okay. So and I was and the whole time I'm like, have you talked with him? Have you talked with him? Have you talked with him? And no, no. And I finally said, just talk with him. Just talk with him. You do your officer type things. And then once it's done, let me know because then him and I can have a conversation because I want to move past this. We got to both have a productive career, right? So I want to move past
0: this. You sound like the little kid trying to get the parent to parent. It's like, come on, Dad. I just, can you, (laughs) you you know, Dad, just do this, okay? Can you
1: tell Johnny to stop? Right. Okay, stop poking me. That's all you got to do. It's really frustrating. Um, but that's kind of what the officers are, right? You're you're the parents. Yeah, You got to exactly. keep your house safe. You got to yeah. protect your people. Well, see, and, but, but in dynamics
0: keep- like this, I can see this dynamic. So you got these this group, these guys, and the chief is even. There's a, such a crazy dynamic to where they're uncomfortable even approaching it. They know they're going to be even a bigger target, just like you were. I mean, it's there's a very yeah. sick cycle that goes on that it's hard to put your finger on, and even people that are at the officer level they won't handle a situation because of exactly what these guys are doing. And they're, they're yeah. not going to admit it, but it's all part of the, it's all part of that ripple effect.
1: Yep, absolutely. Um, and so, so, yeah, it's its its very mind-blowing. It makes you just continuously shake your head because it's like, oh boy, here we go. Okay. And so finally I reached out to him, my officer, and I said, hey, just talk with them. Okay, I need to shut down. I'm worried about this every night. I'm not. I'm not sleeping. This is just, I want this done. And so he says, okay, I talked with him. So then I text Guy and I said, hey, you know, Captain said he talked with you. You know, I'd like to talk about this uh, so we can move past this. So, okay, sure, call me. So we talked. He was not happy. Not happy. <laughs> not oh, happy. Really? So very, very angry, very aggressive, very much um, defensive, right? Yeah. So admitted to throw continuously trying to throw me under the bus admitted to trying to, you know, make me feel uncomfortable admitted to having this conversation. Um, but saw no, no big issues basically. He said, you know, we left it as, you know, he said, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. And it was kind of, so it was, you know what it was, Sheena, I didn't know that that would offend you. Um, type, you know, I was like, what? Like, Okay, well, let me tell you, it offends me. I don't want that type of conversations happening around me. I don't know why I tell you this, but okay. Um, and, and so we left it. We left it at that. I could tell he was very upset um, and, and um, still kind of unapproachable, right? So he's that guy where it's like, you're just—I'm not, not going to come to him with anything. And so uh, my, we were uh, both of us had been leaving on spring break because it was spring break that. Um, around that time, so we'd gone. So luckily, we got this done before spring break. I just wanted to go and enjoy some time with my family, and then come back to work. New beginnings. It's all done. Yay! Done. Right. Once you speak up, it's good. Everything is going to be better now. Everybody knows the boundaries. Everybody knows not to do that. It's it's good. Right. Like right. again, maybe I'm naive, and maybe I just try to see the good in everything. And Lord, this really.
0: Because you listen to the training, all that, like the booklets where they're (laughs) like, you do this and then you do that and then everything's fine. It's like, no, it's not. And you're supposed to trust. So you guys, it's one thing like working in an office environment, like let's say you work in some financial company. Okay. So so so-and-so a couple cubicles down, pissed you off. You guys hate each other, whatever. It's all paperwork. Right. But in this situation, you can't, you can't trust the person. You can't even talk to them. How are you supposed to trust them out there in the ice again? You know, so it's the dynamics and the danger in it are much higher than a regular corporate situation.
1: Right. It's not like we're just going to go back to our cubicles, you know, keep completing your assignment. Like you have right. to trust this person. Right. And I already didn't trust him because, but I didn't question, like, I didn't trust him. I didn't think he was a loyal person. He wasn't my friend, but I would, I, the first couple months I was like, he would still help me if I needed help. Right. Before this, that was before this conversation. Right. And so um, moving forward, we had just said, you know, what? if we have a direct issue, we'll bring it up to each other directly. Um, okay, fair. Like, all right, let's move on. Right. Um, but <laughs> He had set an example. He said like, this was the pettiness that, um, so we cook in the firehouse. Right. So every, you kind of rotate cooks and such. And um, he's like, well, you know, there was one time where I felt you should have offered to be shipped out. And I was like, what, what are you ta- like, what? He's like, well, so-and-so was going to supposed to be the cook that day. And they shipped him out instead." I was like, it's not my job to volunteer to be shipped out. That'll, the chiefs decide who gets shipped out. Like if that's, if that's how petty we are, like, it's not my job. I'm not going to say ship me out. Uh, but he's like, that stuff bothers me. You no, know, I felt no, you he's have, grasping. He said, he said, "You should have spoke up and said I'll be shipped out." I'm like, "You should have spoke up and said I'll be shipped out." Like, <laughs> why, what? Why are we even talking about? Like, this is this was the level. Like, he wanted to be with his buddy, and, and I could sense that. Right? I, if somebody else was shipped out, or if his buddy was shipped out, then it wasn't. He didn't have his buddy with him. Um. So we continued forward right I don't think we worked a couple days but now the rumors are spreading around the department okay and mind you this hasn't gone downtown yet okay as far as I know as far as I know it has not I haven't had to be I hadn't had to go downtown yet so we get um so we come back from spring break it's our first um first time working together right and it's me and um the guy that I just had that conversation with right before spring break and first shift back, it's awkward, it's uncomfortable, but whatever. We're just avoiding each other. No big deal. Um, but then I'm being told that these guys are not taking it seriously, right? That these guys are walking around being like, Oh, does that offend you? Does that offend you? Is that offensive? You know, I hope that doesn't, you know, just that awkward awkwardness and, um, and then they had also apparently made a comment to one of the, um, to a firefighter who used to be an officer, um, a police officer. And they had said, Hey, let's see if a harassment charge is, um, is brought up against you. Like how long can you go back till you can actually be yourself? And it was like, what? Like, so you know what you did was wrong. You're inquiring about like what the outcome is going to be. Um, you're not taking it seriously this is, this is not okay, right? So um, we're, so I'm hearing this stuff, right? And everybody's calling, hey, what's going on there? What's up? Like, it just the rumors are spreading. So that's one thing. So now we're into the, this is April, and we're working this one shift. Um, and I, we get through the shift, I go to sleep, I, I wake up in the in the morning. And mind you, there's two, there's two restrooms. One is like the men's restroom, where there's multiple stalls and such and one is like the women's and the accessible uh restroom right mm-hmm. where if, if you were to come to the firehouse I would say Abby here go here's the rest you asked this right. here's the restroom right um it's got a women's sign it's got the accessible sign it's the women's restroom right so I wake up that morning um and I'm I'm changing or whatever and I look and I was like what and I think there is porn in the women's restroom like three magazines uh there's playboy uh what a penthouse
0: um i forgot what the
1: other one was like mega like like why i and i and i remember shaking my head like no no it was so obviously
0: (laughs) targeted and like even if Oh, yeah. This is so old school harassment stuff. That's what's crazy. We
1: don't have porn in our bathroom. I, you know, You're not so supposed what to I have do, it in so. the station. And honestly, nowadays, no. who even
0: has magazines anymore?
1: <laughs> I didn't right. even It's know. 2019. Like, right? It's 2019. Come on. And so I text my officer because he's not there that day. And I was like, oh, come on. Did like, you take pictures of it? Back. I took pictures of them. Yep. And what I did is I brought them out on the table. And I threw him on the kitchen table. I was like, come on, you guys. What is this? And one of the guys that was part of the conversation, he's like, you should have kept that between you and the officer. And I was like, no, this shouldn't be happening. And if it's (laughs) happening, you guys should know about it because somebody deliberately put these in there. Yeah. I was like, this is wrong,
0: right? And they're trying to just keep it all settled behind your back. It's like, no, I'm going to call you out on it. Here it is. What the hell?
1: Right. And so I'm talking to other people and it's like this this, it's 2019. Like those were intentionally, deliberately 110% put there to continue making you feel uncomfortable about all this. So I'm done by then. I'm done. This is stupid. This is ridiculous. I am so over this. This is not what I signed up for. I don't want to be a part of this. I don't want to have to go through this whole process, the investigation, all this kind of crap. I don't want to know too much. Like, um, so that day I, I print out my resignation papers, right? So that was like, um,
0: and that's, that was April, that's April 3rd. This Just is that a career you love. Yep, I like loved the, it, loved I it. I mean, you got to grasp the gravity of this is that, you know, you've gone, had such a great crew or such a great career. And then now you're in this one, you got put in this one station with this one dynamic of people and you've been speaking up and trying to fix it. And now you're in the place where it is ripping your life apart so bad you're about to resign. That's just crazy. I'm done.
1: Yep. I printed it out. I called my husband. I called my mom. I said, I'm done. This is stupid. My husband who was fantastic was 110% supportive. He said, yep. Nope. I just want my wife back because he knew I was stressed. He knew I wasn't sleeping. He knew that this was affecting and absolutely taking a huge toll on me because I knew what it was going to entail if I did take this downtown. Right? It was going to be career changing, and so I print out my resignation papers. So much so that
0: you were more—you knew how hard it would be to take it all the way down there to where you were like, "Well, I would rather just give up my entire career because I know how difficult that's going to be." Like I'm that's, done. That's it's going to be,
1: be right. I, I, the future of my career was now in somebody else's hands and I didn't like that because I didn't, um, you know, somebody yeah. had said to me once like, um, depressions like fear of the past and anxiety's fear of the future. And I've never yeah. had anxiety, but like I, through this, like I was that anxiety, that, you know, you can't catch your breath, like that, yeah. uh, ugh, you know, that, that, that weight on your shoulders. And so um, but I'm going to be done. So, it's, you know what, my it's going to go away. I'm going to be done because this, is, this isn't this is what I signed up for. I, I'm young. I'll finish my, you know, I'll, I'll finish my degree and I'll go find something else to do, right? Um, and I come home that day and I still, I can't tell this part of the story without crying because it's just, <laughs> so I tear up every time. Um, so I come home that day and, and my son, who is, um, he's six at the time. No, he's seven. He just turned seven. And he's having these issues with these fourth grade bullies, right, at school. And these bullies are just jerks to him and jerks, jerks to his friends. And he sees it, and he's like, comes home. He's like, I was like, how was your day, buddy? He's like, ugh. He's like, those fourth graders again, Mom. And I get down with him, and I look at him in the eyes, and I was like, Dane, you listen to me. I said, you st- stand up to those bullies. You tell them to stop. I said, and if they don't stop, you go find an adult and tell that adult. And if that adult doesn't listen, you go tell another adult. And you keep telling until somebody listens, and I like instantly was like, "Yeah, crap! Like, I need to take my own advice. I'm telling my my seven year old son to stand up to these bullies, and I'm ready to walk out. Yeah, and let these bullies carry on.
0: Yeah,
1: and I was like, I would be the biggest hypocrite I ever known if I don't if I don't fight this.
0: Right.
1: Wow. So yeah. So that was um that was like a moment where I was like, okay, all right, brush off the dirt. Let's go back in.
0: Okay. I hear you up there. And
1: okay. <laughs> all right. And so I go and I, um, I call my officer and I told him, I said, Hey, I just printed out my resignation papers. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, what? Whoa. You know, like, hold on, hold on. Don't do that. Hold on. And, um, it was, um, he goes, just hold on, hold on. Um, the four of us worked together. And I think it was like next day or the day after we're going to have a meeting. Um, let's sit down, let's sit down and see where we're at. So that was like the next shift day. And it was me, my officer and the two guys that had the conversation. Right. And, um, and we all sit down and one of the guys comes in and he's like, I don't know why we got to keep having these meetings. We only have these meetings when you're here, like pointing at me. And I was like, Oh, I said, well, actually, and then he had said, like, we had a really good day last day because, like, I wasn't there. And I was like, oh, I said, well, actually, you know, so-and-so, um, last day when I worked, somebody had put porn in my bathroom. And he's like, and, and I had said my bathroom, right, because it was yeah. the women's bathroom. Like, right. I said, I wasn't trying to be territorial. Like, it was a, a sentence that I had said. Instantly, the other guy times up. He's like, see, you say your bathroom like it's just your bathroom. I use that bathroom, too. It's not just yours. And I was like, okay, this is not conducive to our place of employment. This right. is not working. But then, hey, at least I now I know mine. where the
0: porn came from. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> I was like, I, I said my bathroom because
1: it has the women's sign on it. That's the only bathroom I use. Right. Like, you know. Uh, and so it was just, and I said, can't, I said, we can't do this. I said, let's go. Let's, this is going downtown. We're done. We can't. This isn't. This isn't. Yeah, good. nice try. So that day, that day is when we it, it blew up, and then it's it's hard because you weren't you're not ready for that, right? So then it's like, okay, well, everybody come downtown. Con- contact your union. Let's go. HR is coming. Everybody, important, urgent meeting. And um, okay, Sheena, tell me what happened. And you're like, oh boy,
0: oh, right? Oh, this here is we a go. Lot.
1: Like, right? So where do I start? So I started from the beginning. And it was I I think we were there for like an hour, right? And it was so much and I was like, I'm not holding anything back. Like I'm just gonna throw it all out there. You guys can handle it however you want. Here it is. This is what's happening. You know, do what you do. And um and so uh they started their investigation, they started the interview process, um, after the after we went downtown, then they shipped me out to a different station. Those guys all went back to their station. Um, and, and the rumors again were now they're heavier, right? Now everybody knew something was going on because why is Sheena at the station midday? What's going on? And, um, we, uh, the next day I was supposed to, um, be, be shipped out again. And they had said, no, just come down to headquarters. We want to talk with you. So they asked me a couple of questions and, um, they said, no, you're going to stay, you know, at station four now, those two guys will be shipped out. Whoa. Okay. So, uh,
0: okay. That's so, all right. Right like, move that I've heard so far. Right, right.
1: Yep. And so then after they made multiple wrong ones, but, right. um, so, but they're learning, right? Maybe they're learning through this process because that's what we need to do through all this. Um, I, uh, what else? So then I, we come back to work the next day and we're just carrying on business as usual. Um, some days, either if I was off, those two guys would still be um, stationed together. And I'm I'm hearing these rumors that these guys aren't taking it seriously. They're still walking around like belittling, like mimicking, like just not taking this serious. And um, they had been assigned together during this investigation and. I was told that they're again. They're just mimicking me. I'm not, you know, that same. I'm not going in that girl's bathroom. Um, Nope, not stepping foot in there because I don't want to get in trouble. And you know that kind of attitude about it. Like they weren't taking it seriously. Yeah,
0: they had no reason to. They had nothing to fear yet. No,
1: Um, but I was like, you guys should not. So finally, all the rumors are happening. Everybody's, you know, reaching out. You're hearing these guys are talking about you. You're hearing this, this is, it's just a lot. Right. And so like, I was, I was feeling the stress through it all. Um, I had reached out to a chief and I, you know, it was, you know, as simple. Like the advice was like, you know, just make sure you're eating healthy and make sure you exercise and, and just ignore it. It'll go away. And I was like, ah, okay. Well, I'm trying, but it's not working. And then, um, I, uh, um, what was it? It was, uh, so m- meanwhile, during all this, I'm still trying to grow this camp, right? I'm So back to the girls, the youth girls fire camp. I'm trying to still grow that, trying to um, still have my little shining light through all this bad stuff. This is going to keep me moving through all of it. And I'm still continuously trying to reach out. I'm not hearing back from the chief. And I'm not hearing back from them. And it's frustrating. Other people are frustrated because they want to move forward with this camp. So I sent a different chief to a, a, a suburb. Um, and I said, hey, chief. I said, would you like to be the host location for a Northern Illinois girls fire camp? And first question was like, why doesn't Berkson want it? I said, I don't know. He's just <laughs> not responding back to my emails. I can't speak for him, but I need to move forward because there is a want and a need for this camp. Um, and he goes, hey, well, send him an email. CC me on the email. And um, I, I don't want to take it from him, right, is what he said. You know, and I respected that. So I was like, oh, okay, yeah. fine. I'll send him another email. <laughs> right. Uh. Okay, I've already sent him like ten, but whatever. Um and so he um so dear chief, hey, looking to grow the cabs, seeing uh I reached out to blah 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 to see if they would be the host location since I hadn't heard from, back from you and uh he just wants to wants your approval. Nothing. That's like I think that was like beginning of April that I sent that, right? So hear nothing, hear nothing. We're um to the end of April now. And this is just the stress of all of this is just what's going to happen. Oh, this is sexual harassment. Oh, this is retaliation. Oh, this is, you know, you're hearing all these big, scary words and you're like, I don't want to be a part of this. I don't want this to be me. This isn't me. This isn't, this isn't the career this that I told. Yeah. Right. And, um, and finally, Um, and I'm hearing these guys are upset, right? They're angry. They're upset. They don't, they don't understand why this is what's going on. They don't understand what they did was wrong. Um, so they're angry and they're, um, and they're still not taking it seriously. So finally I reached out to, um, human resources and I said, Hey, I said, I sent him an email and I said, you guys, I said, these guys, why are these two guys still being stationed together? I said, it's a total liability. Um, you know, i everything I gave you has proof and substance and, and to put them together is a horrible, hor- these guys are mocking and belittling and, and not taking this serious. And so I sent that email and, um, you know, the chief had said, I apologize. They should have not been stationed together. That was a mistake. And I was like, it's not a mistake. It's, these things don't yeah. just keep happening. No, you can uh, fix by it mistake. if you want to. Right. Like, come on. Um, And that day, uh, you know, like I said, those guys were being stationed elsewhere and this was, this was stressful for me obviously. And, um, but I had never had a thought, um, about my safety, right? Because this is whatever, but we had gotten a call for a structure fire and I was driving and I knew one of these guys was driving at this other station and, I heard the tones, and I heard the dispatch, and I heard who it was going, and I had a thought come into my head like, "Huh, I wonder if something bad happens. Would he help me?" And I was like, "Oh shoot, right, crap!" Like I've never had that thought before. Never, ever in my career have I had that thought, and I was like, "Yeah, that was a big turning point for
0: me too." Is it was a big when you realize that. If they're not going to have your back there, they're not going to have it out on the scene.
1: This is a stressful life on the line career. And if I, I've never had that thought cross my head and to have it, I said, this is not healthy. I already knew it wasn't healthy because I'm feeling all this anxiety and all this stress. And it was like, this is next level unhealthy. I cannot carry on with this career if I'm, if I'm questioning my safety we depend on each other too much for that. I can't crap. I was like, Oh. And so that, that tugged at me. And then that same day, I think it was weeks later with this girl's youth camp. Right. And so, um, I had said, I'm still like, I'm still kind of holding out hope that it's going to happen. And that same day that I had that thought about my safety and whether or not this guy would have my back, I finally got a response from the chief. Mind you, I had been questioning my the future of my career for um, the questioning my the future of my career during this whole process, right? Because you know speaking up is gonna cause, you know, kickback. How is this gonna what if I wanna promote? What, he gets you know, the chief gets the ultimate say in this stuff, like, oh my gosh, this is a lot, right? And I was like, Oh, the future of my career is in this person's hands and now I just spoke up against not only his family but the department. How is this gonna look in the future? And I had that worry, but I was okay with trying to fight through that and just let it kind of play out, right? But that same day that I had that, that thought about my safety, the chief finally responded back to me about the camp. So I was excited. I was like, oh, yes. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to keep moving forward with this. And the email said, Sheena, we will take a look at this camp once this current situation is resolved.
0: Ugh. And I was like, what? So now, because what? you're speaking up, it's even affecting things like that. It's stopping everything. You're, hold, you're, you're retaliating on camp. the girls.
1: Yeah, yes. And I said, "Well, you just sh- my future of this is my. You just showed me what my future is. I don't need to stick around and let it affect my promotions. Let it yeah. affect my, you know, uh, trans. It, it It. I don't. I don't need to partake in that. No. Like right there, I said, I'm done. This is not, this is no longer a healthy career for me to be in. This is not a healthy place for me to be at. I cannot have a, um, I I can't have a a good career here anymore. And so that's when I decided to compile all these emails. You know, and I didn't want to walk away because I just spent the past two years standing in front of all these little girls telling them to pursue this career, do this. And then I just go and walk away, right? And just be like, "Nope, I'm out. This is done." Yeah. So, what can I do to create a change? What can I do? And I was like, "All right, I will Aaron Brockovich this and compile all my <laughs> you know stuff and emails. So and I'll put it all together."
0: Yeah. So now let me shift into what she is doing. She created a Facebook page, and then I also want to know: at what point did you start consulting with an attorney? Did you start talking to an attorney at any point?
1: I think after the sexual after the conversation about oral sex is when i reached out and i was like this is what's going on yeah um and started there
0: okay cool so yeah i was just curious at what point you're like i need some professional help because yeah it gets really (laughs) right and yeah well and i
1: had asked my i'd asked my union president i was like do i need an attorney he's like well you're not in trouble so i don't know he's like but unless you want to because i was like this is just dirty. This is messy. This is like a really bad fire scene. Like this just went, this, this is like, this just exploded. Like this is next level. So, um, so yeah. So I think once I. um,
0: So you decided to Aaron Brockovich this. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't so, want to, I don't want to get so lost in legalese because yeah.
0: I want to make sure everybody hears about that piece. Is that,
1: yeah? so yeah. So tell yeah. me about
0: the page. Cause you are doing some really great posts. I love how you put them together. So what made you decide to start the page? What's the title of it? And what, what's your mission there?
1: So my, the Facebook page that I created, you know, I had to be quiet about this and that's the stressful thing about this too. It's like, here, you're going through all this, but don't talk to about, like, it's totally confidential. You can't talk to anybody about it. Right. And I'm like, ugh. And it just eats away at you because you can't talk about it. And I've had an attorney during all this, and we've we've gone through. You know, I have a, a case with the EEOC, and we're going through those those motions. But you still can't talk to anybody about it. You can't go public. You can't tell anybody about no, but it. But right? you know
0: who is talking about it?
1: Right, <laughs> right. And um, and so finally, um, uh, the beginning of the month, my attorney has said, you know what, go public with it. That's go public um, because. Th- She didn't really give me, you know, a reason. It was just go public, do what you want. She had also, she's like, you could write a book. And I was like, I probably could. And so I said, you know, how do I do this? And I, I wanted people to experience this snowball, essentially a snowball effect of, of bad choices made by other people and just those little jack jobs and how they continuously snowball and it keeps getting worse and worse and worse. Right. So like if you take a piece of each one of these bad things that happen, it's like, well, that's yeah, that's bad. But it was a continuation of everything that was really most impactful to me and made me really have to choose to remove myself. Because, like I said, it was no longer nobody was taking it serious. Nobody was really, you know, um, helping me feel, um, you know, like this, we're going to get through this. This is, you know, you did nothing wrong. Want to make sure you know that. Like, you almost feel like the bad guy in it, right? Because you're throwing all your brothers under the bus. And then if you, even if it's two bad ones, then all the other ones are going to associate. And they're like, well, we're not all bad, which they are all not bad. And that's the hard part, like, with all this, is I don't want to shame the entire fire service. The whole, the Rockford Fire has some fantastic humans in it. Absolutely great firefighters and great people. But this this is something that needed to be addressed. Right. right. And so I said, well, what can I do to create change? Because when I was looking for help, I was like, who else is going through this? Somebody else has to be going through this. And that's when I actually stumbled on you and your, and you had inspired me by your, you know, resignation effective immediately. God, I was yeah. Like, Ooh, she spoke up <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. All right. It's safe. Like essentially it's it needed safe to, to it up.
0: couldn't be in the back because everybody resigns. So many people go away so quietly and upset and hurt and then nobody ever hears about it and nobody ever learns from and it. So that's, I didn't want changes. that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that was where I came. That was my, I was like, how can I, you know, what can I do to create this change and help these people? Um, I said, you know what? I'm going to compile all this stuff and I'm going to give it to the people that can, the big people that can make the change. So all my stuff, my emails, the photos, I even, you know, included like all the, all the violations, all the, you know, the laws that they violated. I put that all out there. So like, just in case if you forgot this rule and regulation was violated, this one was violated. Yeah. There's this article that states, um, you know, the mayor saying we have a zero tolerance for sexual harassment in the workplace. Yep. And I'm over here like, uh, okay, well I'm not feeling that right now. and so I gave it to the mayor. I gave it to the chief of human resources. So awesome. I gave it to the fire chief. I gave it to the union. I CC the police and fire commissioners Cause I was like, you know what? I might not be here for the change, but if anybody can create change, it's going to be these department heads, right? Because that's what they, this is who they are. They're the ones that can make the change. It starts from the top and has to have that trickle down effect. So I felt, um, I had even made a call to human resources and I was like, Hey, Hypothetically speaking, if there's an investigation and um, one of the parties resigns, does the case still continue? Does the investigation still continue? Right. And she had said yes, it does. Yeah. Because I wanted to make sure that this was. If I left, this wasn't just going to be go forgot about and br- swept under the rug. So that made me, you know, okay. I need to. I need to separate myself because I'm no longer in this. I'm no longer feeling safe. I'm no longer feeling protected. I'm no longer feeling supported i this isn't healthy for me so um then i started compiling all the, and i handed it all to everybody walked over to each person i sat down with the chief and he had said do you want me to read it now and i said yes please and so we sat there awkwardly and he read it all and he said okay he said well thank you
0: all 46 and, pages
1: you know, he yep he That's went awesome. through all 46 pages and my union rep was there with me and um, I threw it all out there too as well, you know, cause somebody had asked, had you ever been harassed before? And I said, well, there, you know, one, it was the same chief who refused. And I talk about this on my Facebook page because I was like, that was, that was substantial and significant. And chiefs need to know that I don't want a special accommodation just because I'm a, a woman or just because I, I just don't want to be a inconvenience to my crew. So I had asked for a transfer um, when I was coming back from my first pregnancy so I could have a a spot to pump for breastfeeding and for nursing. Um, So I had two transfer requests that were denied for no good reason other than just to kind of puff your chest up and be like, here, you can nurse in the dormitory with all your coworkers. So you either A, have to kick them out or just B, pump in front of them. And so I even threw that in this 46 pages. And so you like, tolerated oh, that, that and happen. you moved
0: past that. Yeah, I mean, that was, I just, yeah. you weren't even going to bitch about that.
1: I didn't even, because I was like, you know what? I knew what it would entail and I don't want to be, you don't want to be that girl, right? You don't want to be that girl yep. to speak up and say, I need special requests. But guess what? We are women and we do need special requests. And it's yep. no different than a husband and a wife asking for special requests for a transfer if, you know, they're on different shifts or because, You know, somebody works a different schedule or, you know, there's transfer requests that happen for all sorts of things. And that is something that these chiefs need to be educated on. Like, no, I can't pump in front of all my crew. Like, we have an open floor dorm. Like, what do you, how do you think this is going to work? Yeah. And so I even threw that in there. I was like, please make it better for women who want to, you know, pump in private. Um, who don't want to hog the bathroom? But if you're going to go out, you
0: might as well go out making all the points because there's, there's, right? Exactly. Yeah, because there's so many. Like, what I would find shocking is something be going on, and then I would go up to next, like I would run into some big chief or director or whatever, and he'd be like, "Hey, Abby, how's it going?" And I finally got to the point where I'm like, "It sucks. Like, it's not going good Ah, because of A, B, and C." And they'd be like, "But and so I would say like, well, I'm sure you know, blah blah blah," and then he'd be like, "Oh no, I had no idea." And when I would realize that these things weren't trickling to the ears that they needed to be trickling to to actually have change happen, that's when I thought, well, right. I'm going to make sure you all see it then on the end. It's going to go to all of yeah. you.
1: Yeah, because then you find, too, when you speak it's up, that you hear other people. So other people, you open you open kind of the floodgates, and people are like, hey, this happened to me, and this happened to me, and this, and this. Right. And you're like, what? Like, Because you don't know. You're oblivious to all this stuff. You hear little bits and pieces, but it's like. You know, people using the N-word, people doing, you know, inappropriate putting, you know, bananas in front of a black guy's locker and, and <laughs> things, you know, just things that's like completely mind-blowing that it's like, why is this stuff being allowed? Because right, they're always and saying, saying like, well, thing-
0: if we're not aware of it, we can't fix it. It's like, well, now you're right. aware of it.
1: You've been aware of it multiple times. And that was something, too, is that um, I couldn't find any record of any sort of sexual harassment training since 2014. The department has oh, wow. had to do something oh, wow. in 2018. So I resigned May ninth, right? That was my resignation day. On Monday or Tuesday, May thirteenth, the city put out a citywide sexual harassment training uh, online program. So I think that was just kind of like a cover your own butt type thing, like. Yeah. Um, and it just kind of was like, you know, too late. That was too. That didn't help me. You know, these guys, if they really didn't know that that was right or wrong, like this was too late. It doesn't, It hopefully it helps somebody else. But, um, you know, as well as I do those online trainings, people just click through it. Yeah. Click through it. They don't even read it. They don't, you don't learn anything you know, from
0: it. You just got to get it done. Right. So move exactly. on your day.
1: Just click, you know, I just want to get the box checked. So I have this completed. And, um, so after, so after that, um, after my resignation this past year, I've been processing this and internalizing it, and trying to figure out what can I do to help still create change. Right, because this stuff needs to be talked about. It needs to be addressed. Like this is what harassment looks like. This is what bullying looks like. This is what a hostile work environment does. And these, you know, this frat house mentality or locker room talk is inappropriate, and it needs to not be welcomed in any firehouse. And you know, that's so. I created a Facebook page and. Um, it was just, it was me being able to do something. I felt helpless. Like during this whole process, you feel helpless because it's, it's held up in the legal system. It's held up by this, it's held up by that. And it's a long, pro- like two to six years, you know, and it's just absurd. The, the exhausting, uh, process that it, it entails. So, um, mind you, I finally get, um, documentation. Uh, we had foia all of the disciplinary, um, the discipline that occurred to the firefighters for the past four years, right? Cause we want to find out what happened. To these guys in June, I'd reached out and they said, the investigation's complete. Um, thank you for bringing this to our attention. Um, case is closed. I think transfers happen. So what happens is, is these two guys got transferred out of the station, right? So now they're just spreading it. So these two guys are at different stations and it's, which happens every year. So it's not a punishment. Right. Um, but I assume they, like, punishment in, in our fire service is a letter in your file, right? Yeah. So, um, to show... And like, nobody knows about life,
0: it. It's quiet and silent. Nobody
1: knows about it, but if you are promoting, that's when it's pulled, and that's, that's the only really way it can affect you, is if you're going to promote, and they, you know, they pull your file, and yeah. it's going through the promotion, this is in your file. Not even the end of the world, especially if people don't want to promote, whatever, put a letter in their file. And to show comparison, like I got a letter in my file years ago for being on my cell phone, right? Right. I was on my cell phone. Uh. So that was, you know, my bank account got hacked into and I was trying to clear that up. And it was in between, I wasn't like around a patient. We were sitting in the ambulance, but so yeah. So I got a letter in my file for being on my cell phone. Well, in December, we get all the, all the the past four years of discipline uh, FOIA'd. And then I find out that, these two guys did not even get a letter in their file for any of this. No way. They admitted to inappropriate conversation. They, nobody, they couldn't find who photoshopped my image. They couldn't find who did the porn, all this inappropriate behavior. Neither one of them even got a letter in their file. And that, again, to me, just said, you don't care. They're not willing like, to, to not change. Like, you're not going to set an example.
0: Nope.
1: You yeah. didn't change anything. You had an opportunity to change, and you didn't change anything. And that to me, like I said, was just a punch in the stomach. And it was like, you know what? If you're not going to, I'm going to help. And how can I do that? So right. So our little brains are processing. How can I help? What can I do? Like, I'm just going to start. You got to start somewhere. So I'm going to kind of create a blog. So I created, you know, Facing the Fire, my 46-page resignation on Facebook. It's just a Facebook blog. I'm hunting and pecking my way through. I'm not a social media, you know, tech expert or anything. But it was just a just way to for get me it there to
0: somewhere.
1: You get it out there and start sharing it. And even day one, the first day that I shared it, I had a woman reach out to me and say, Essentially, me too. Like, this is what's going on in mine. I don't know what to do. And it's like, oh crap. And then more women start yeah. reaching out. And then guys are reaching out and then other people are reaching out and it's like, Oh boy, OK, <laughs> right. You Maybe, gotta watch out. Is,
0: yeah, <laughs> it can be quite right? like it's a big responsibility that comes with it. This, yeah. is
1: a, this is a culture that is allowing this and continuing it. And and then I'm researching and I'm finding out the fire service is the worst at retaining women or recruiting women and the worst at retaining women. Like we're the most archaic industry out of the military, out of police. When you and, gave and them a chance,
0: the- you said you said over and over, "Here's what's happening. This isn't cool. Please help me fix it. I'll even help you right. fix it." And they just weren't right. willing. And it's a culture thing. It's, it's that, and it's shocking. And even when they have rules put in front of them, they're supposed to follow. They're not following them.
1: Right. Yeah. And so it's just been a roller coaster. But um, I think by sharing my story and, and helping people see that. Even these little things that continuously build up create big issues. And now Rockford Fire Department, I'm no longer there. I left. I resigned. But they still have those two guys there. Yeah. Which um, one of the three of you provided, of the, provided
0: the most value?
1: Right. And, and I miss it. I miss it every day. I mean, I love that job. I look forward to going to work. There was, you know, an article because um, it was I was in an article for 25 Most Interesting People and I was an article and I quoted as saying, this is, you know, there has not been a day that I woke up and I dreaded going into work. And that was valid. And that was true until this station assignment. And I was voted one of the top 20 people in Rockford last year. And, um, I didn't know how I was going to fulfill that title, right? Like, how do you like, wow, that's a big title. Like, that's great. And I said, well, maybe this is my way to help Rockford be a better place for, um, People to work in the fire service to be a part of the community like I wanted I wanted more for that community and so I said well if I can speak up and use my voice to help better that community and obviously other communities so that has that ripple effect then that's what I'm gonna that's what that's how I'm gonna turn this negative into a positive
0: that's great that's great <laughs> okay. I love what you're doing. And I'm so glad that you're doing it the way you are. And you you brought up a good point when we talked the other day. You said, you know, I, I didn't feel, because it wasn't this major sexual assault and it wasn't this like violent da-da-da-da-da. So you felt like, well, you know, do I even have a reason to be talking? And then you, that's when you found some of my stuff and you're like, okay, yeah. See, here's somebody speaking up about something that's not so, so vile. Because when it's the with some of your stuff, too, you were able to say, here are pornos being laid out. Here is something they said. But it's the all the other little subtle things that are almost impossible to point out to people. And, like, the stuff about how they were making you feel and the way they were trying to throw you under the bus. And it's all that administrative stuff, the way that your officer was handling it. Those are all the little layers that peck away at people to where it's intolerable because you yeah. really can't just point at it and stop it. And that's right. That's and we're helpers. We like we want to fix
1: things. Like as firefighters, that's what we want to do. We want to fix you and help you. And that's what we want to do. And I wanted nothing more than this to be fixed and me to be helped, Nick. Because I knew I didn't do anything wrong. But it's right. hard as as the victim to to admit that, right?
0: Yeah. Well, There's and you so have the support. You have the personal support. You have a really great husband who's supporting you. He's like, honey yeah. Let's leave that place. Like, come on, we'll make it work. You can right. go. As we said,
1: they don't deserve you. Mm-hmm. Just be done.
0: Yeah.
1: And, but there are so many, I'm finding there are so many women that can't do that. Exactly. They don't have that option. Exactly. They are the, you know, sole supporter or they don't, you know, they can't. And they know that I've had so many women reach out to me that said, that's happening to me. I know exactly that. And I can't leave. Right. And I'm like, man.
0: Yeah. But they They're know what survive. speaking up
1: entails.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And they've been you invested so much of your life and in, into this, and that's what's so frustrating. You gave so much, but that's kind of what these bad cultures thrive on because they know that it's not safe for you to speak up, and they know that you know. And I'm not saying that like the chief sitting at his desk right now knows like, oh, she'll never say anything because we've got her by the you know. No, that's it's not that they consciously know it. It's just that they know that you'll be in you'll be. Unsecured. they'll completely have all your securities taken away from you if you start speaking up, and they know that people are safer just letting things go, and they're hoping they'll just yep. go away. And Well, because if I had been there, there's
1: no way I I could have not. I definitely, if I had stayed there working, employed by those, I could not have spoke up about this. I could have never talked about this again, right?
0: Right, right. Like, right.
1: this goes away, and that's
0: That's, that's where I was at, too. I knew that my too. voice was too valuable, because I knew that if I stayed I wasn't standing by the values that I live if I stayed there and just kept tolerating it. And I couldn't right. be speaking and in turning such a an, right. And I couldn't speak in such an open forum if I was still there. They would have me yep. shut up or they would find a way to fire me for it. So the only yeah. way to do it and there's just way too much value. It's not just about financial value, you guys. It's about how can you live with yourself? What kind of values do you have? You know, where's your integrity and if if I get it. But there's other, I was like, I, when I was at the point where I'm like, I would rather go serve coffee at Starbucks. Like I am, I'll go be a barista. I'll right. Do, exactly. You know, no, I was
1: exactly way. Yeah, yeah.
0: Cause it wasn't, the job wasn't fun anymore. They were taking away everything that was great about it and showing absolutely zero support and zero willingness to change. They would talk about it. They would say it. They would tell Congress it. They would do all this great stuff, but they weren't actually proving it on the ground. And right. Yeah.
1: And it just, it spreads. And it spreads. And if you allow it and it keeps being allowed, it spreads through the department and it's, it creates a toxic culture. And that's that's where, like, I can't wait to, right now my page is like, oh, there's so much stuff on it, right? It's all bad. It's a lot. It's a lot. You know, it's bad, bad, bad. but That is not my goal. My goal is to get to the point where we can learn from it. You know, to stand up and say, hey, is this sexual harassment? Think of what you do. Think of all the little things you do to other, you know, your crew, to the people around you. And how can you make sure that this doesn't happen? Can you be the person that's going to stand up and have this person's back? Right. You know, what can we do as a culture to make sure that this type of stuff doesn't continue happening? That's my goal, right? I had a buddy reach out and he's all worried because he's like, we're not all bad guys. And I was like, you are absolutely (laughs) 100% I agree with you. Like, absolutely. But there is clearly an issue with a couple of you. Like, yeah, so, so even if we can change those, um, you know, and, and my page is public and, and that was something too, that I kind of like, do I keep it public? Do I make it private? Like, do you have to like it? Do you not? But I was like, you know what? I want that crabby troll yeah. who yeah. maybe doesn't see you know things the same way that I see them. I want them to troll on it and see. And, if, if...
0: and even if somebody gets on there and says something bad, that's okay. It's going to crack open the conversation because you'll have people that support you jump in there and you know make the other yep. points, and that's okay. Go ahead, yeah, and let them trolls, because there's weekend. a lot of people. A...
1: Yep.
0: Sorry, there's a lot of people that are looking no. at it and they're like, "Oh, I do that." They're not going to say anything, but they're going to be like, "That's not cool," or "I'm supervising Maybe someone it'll... that does that." Yeah.
1: Maybe it'll help, even if it's one person that's that guy, if they understand what being that guy means to somebody else, they know they're jerks. Like, they're, you know, self-proclaimed probably. Like, they're okay with that. That's who they want to be. But, like, you truly can affect somebody in a really negative way. And I came across um, Nicole Mittendorf, who, like, if you look at her picture, I was like, that's me. Like, blonde hair, green eyes, like... She is. She is me. Her story could have been my story, you know. And she committed suicide because of the bullying and the harassment. And I came home one day to my husband and I said, "You, I said, I, I said, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. But I, I see why people commit suicide over bullying and harassment because this is stupid, right? And this is bad.
0: My sister reached out and to he, me after that article, I just like crying, and she's like, "Oh my God, this is you." And yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And Kathleen Stanley, that's how I kind of became connected to her that battalion chief that spoke up to her whole department because after she was on that department where she killed herself and Uh and she kathleen spoke up and did some really cool things and i started talking with her and yeah this is you guys it's rampant it's everywhere it's a culture thing and we can't pretend like it's not or we can't pretend like we just put a a training band-aid on it like it's it's bad
1: and we can use this for you know to educate. Like, you know, you see the sexual harassment videos where the officer comes and puts his hand on the shoulder and it's uncomfortable. It's like, that is valid. Yes. But there are these little things that are building up to create these cultures and and you're losing good, valuable employees because of it. You know, why can't the fire service retain women? Why are are people leaving? I want to know why are women leaving the fire service?
0: Right. And they're losing like, look, they just lost like the whole catalyst of that women's that or that girls fire program in right those guys aren't going to do anything like that
1: no and that's the sad thing too is because uh you know my attorney said well can you go and can you get a job doing this can you do the camp and I said you know right now I have like an internal struggle because how do I stand up in front of these young girls and say hey come do this job it's great and wonderful and at the same time I just went through what I went through and the outcome was what the outcome was, and I was like, clearly, there's another path for me right now, and it's it's a bigger, you know, it's a bigger piece of the puzzle. I will get back because I do think women belong in this industry, and I do yeah. think that there is value in in sharing that and showing showing these young girls that you can be anything and you can do anything you want.
0: I like but the, the thought though part. of you when you were talking about yeah, the young boys too that are interested because. Why are we just training young women like this is how you tolerate these environments? This is what you do. This is how you blah, blah, blah. We need to be teaching yeah. more young men like this is how you don't yeah. be like, you know, John and Jim, the jerks. Like, right. here's, you right. know, we yeah. need to you really, have things. Yes. A fire academy, a young boys fire academy that taught them how to be good people. I mean, yes. that's part of the battle there was, right there. I,
1: yep. I had a friend reach out to me. And she um, just kind of sent her, you know, sent her well wishes and I'm sorry this is happening. And she had spoke about um, one of our um, chiefs of the nine one one dispatch, right? Um, she had wrote, she goes, did you know? So and so wrote a book, a children's book, um, and it's sent from her granddaughter saying, "Well, women can't be fire chiefs, girls can't be fire chiefs." So she had, I, I haven't looked into it yet, but she had said uh, she wrote a book about you know women being wow. you know in male dominated fields, and it's a children's book. I said, I need to, I got to find out what that book is because I'm going to read it to my boys. So my boys know that they're no different. Like we all just want to do the same job and everybody brings, you know, positive attributes. And some, if you have a negative attribute that comes with it, it's okay because we're a team and we're going to help each other out and pick each other up. But we have to be respectful. We have to be encouraging. We have to be a a team where we're going to work together and we're going to know we have each other's back.
0: Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And you, what, like you're, oh, I'm so proud of you. I'm just so proud oh, of you. Thank you. And, well, I'm proud
1: of you and I'm so glad I found you. So I, know. I just hope
0: And I know, I know you don't know what your like, next step is with the next, but like you said, there is a bigger, there's a bigger thing out there. You have way too much yeah. spirit and passion and you're way too committed to the good to to go brew brew coffee at Starbucks. You're gonna be right. doing something something lighter. <laughs> Starbucks coffee brew. <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah, it. You know, I love it. And I wanna trust it one step at a time and just to hope that, you know. I want everybody to go follow her page too. It's tell me the whole title so I don't mess it up.
1: So it is Facing the Fire, my forty six page resignation.
0: And we will put a link to that in the show notes and anything else that you send over that you would like them to have. um, I'll put that in the show notes so that it's in there. And I think we need to do a follow-up later and find out what the reaction's been. Because I'm curious what kind of feedback you're getting from people. You're going to be amazed at how many people reach out to you looking for help or sharing their story. And the men, too. There's so many great men that reach out. And they're either the ones that really break my heart or the ones that reach out about their significant other their wife or their sister and they're like she went through this or you know it ripped her apart and it's Mm -hmm. I've seen it I've had people reach out to me as a couple telling me how it ripped both of them apart how they were both retaliated on because one spoke up and you know that kind of stuff or it's or the mother's reaching out about their daughters or the dad's reaching out about their daughters or asking if their kids should even be in fire and like you I'm like yes absolutely they should it's wonderful and yeah it's Speaking up comes with so much more responsibility than just taking on the grudge. It's it's taking on the tribe of the people that have your back and trying to help them to a better place too. So and clearly you absolutely. see that. Yeah. Yeah. Well let's keep I doing it together, picture. sis. Yeah. Yes, I love it. I yes, think we I'm both so need to glad. go be Thank in you. front of some departments and get on some stages and be like, Here we are, this is who we are. Let's make it better. So I can see that in our future.
1: Is, that is a goal. I yeah. like that. I absolutely create a bigger vision for, for everybody yeah. and make this a, a, you know, it doesn't have to be a horrible place
0: No, and it, it shouldn't be. It's awesome. You felt the good of it. You had many great years. So yeah. I did. And I, did. You know and that I can you look have a back purpose. and hope. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that things are into your lives
1: for a reason. Uh, yeah. Clearly I, if I, if I keep ignoring this, then yep. it's just going to keep presenting, you know, presenting itself. So yep. um, acknowledge it, own it. And you know, keep moving forward. So I'm, I'm looking forward to the future and what this brings as far as, because clearly there's a need.
0: Right on, girl. Well, thanks so much for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it. And I hope that this helps spread the word for your situation and brings more awareness. So let's do a follow-up thank you. soon.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for all your work.
0: Absolutely. You're amazing. Thank you. All right, I'll talk to you soon. All right, sounds good. Thanks. alright bye-bye. 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 And that is all that we have for you today on Up in Flames. Now, please go check out the show notes for more information. There's going to be links to the stuff we talked about on here for her Facebook page and for Patreon so that you guys can support this effort. If you support what we're doing, you support choosing the hard right over easy silence. Please become part of the tribe. Check out all the all the links there in the show notes. Join us and check out abbybolt.com if you have any other questions or you'd like to hit me up about something. I would love to hear from you. And oh, don't forget all of our social media links too. We're everywhere out there. So with that, do me a favor. Keep choosing the hard right. It is not easy, you guys. Choose the hard right over easy silence and lead with fire.